Let the strong say I rich because of what the Lord has done for us. Give thanks. Right now we give thanks. Now we give thanks. And now, it says, now give thanks with a grateful heart. And now we give thanks. We're not waiting for anything to shake, move, rattle, or roll. 
We just believe. And now we give thanks. Now let the sick say, I'm well. Come on. Let the weak say, I'm strong. Let the poor say, I'm rich. Why? Because what God has done for us, we give thanks. We just simply give thanks. Knowing God, he has done it. I said he's done it. He's done it. Somebody says, but I don't feel it. He's done it. I don't see it. He's done it. He's done it. So now by faith we say thanks. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Because you're a good God and a God that cannot lie. So we give thanks. Right now we're getting ready for the word of God. Amen. Without God's word, how can we live? Amen. I'm, it's the word. It's the word that keeps us strong. It's the word that keeps us believing. It says faith comes by hearing, hearing the word of God. And the more I hear it, the more I can receive it. The more I receive it, the more I believe it. The more I believe it, the more I walk it out. The more I walk it out, the more I see its benefits in my life. And so right now we're just thanking God for our man of God. Apostle David B. Jenkins, and we're praying, God, in the name of Jesus, bless the word, bless the hearers of the word, oh, Lord, let it go into our hearts that are made ready, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Here you go. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you. Let's bow our heads. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you right now. Hallelujah. 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 Spirit of the Lord is in this place because he's in his people. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you right now. We yield and we surrender ourselves to you right now in the name of Jesus. That, Lord, you can have your way in us. You can do what it is that you desire to do. Or we won't resist, but we yield. We surrender, God. That you can go into the deepest places, into those secret places, those hidden places, Lord. And break up follow ground. Hallelujah. That we might be delivered. That we might be set free, God. That we may be able to do all it is that you purposed from the beginning that you would have us do. Hallelujah, we give you praise right now for everything you've done, God. We, we thank you for the healing that's going forth, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Father, and as your word goes forth, we, we, we yield ourselves, Lord. We surrender our thoughts. We surrender our mind, God. We bring our thoughts in unto you. Lord, that you can speak to us. Oh, hallelujah, move me out of the way. <laughs> Lord, that you can just do what it is that you want to do. Hallelujah, and that we would be strengthened, we would be challenged. Lord, and we will leave here better, more determined, more focused, more intentful, more purposed to do your work in the earth. Well, we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Be seated. Amen. We release our children. Amen. To, to their classes. Amen. Thank the Lord for all that he's already done in this place. Amen. Because he's moving. Hallelujah. We just got to recognize it, believe it, and receive it. 
and watch all that God does on our behalf because he's moving. Amen. And we, we, you know, I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm glad about it. Amen. So we say greetings to everybody, amen, online and in the house, all that's going on. But today we want to continue on the message that we began on last week, amen, dealing with the freedom of a kingdom perspective, amen, which is, what are we talking about? It's to assist us in our understanding and our access and our ability to walk in the freedom that God really wants his saints to walk in, amen. And, you know, we're not talking about a freedom that man gives you. But this is a freedom, amen, that man, once you, you step into it, man can't take it away from you no matter what. Amen. A freedom, amen, that helps us to be able to navigate this, this life. And, you know, and it's only available to the children of God, amen, who, who truly, you know, believe his word, amen, so that we can have a, the spiritual ability to experience the things that God really wants us to experience. In this life. Amen. Anybody, anybody want that? Amen. amen. To be able to walk and to be able to go through. Amen. We should be the ones that are free from stress, yeah. depression, worry, yeah. fear, anxiety, low self-esteem. Amen. Feel, feelings of inferiority. Amen. We should, you know, feeling unworthy. We should be free from all that stuff. Amen. If we're in God, amen, we, we should be the ones, amen, that's, that's operating and walking in the blessings of the Lord, amen, in spite of what goes on in the world around us. Amen. We should be the light to the world. Amen. Because the scripture tells us that we're the light and the salt. Isn't that right? Amen. It, it, so we should be shining even when things are crazy, even in our own life. Because why we know God's on our side, amen. And he says he's working all things to our good. We should have peace in the storm, joy in trouble and struggle times. Because we know we are in Christ. But see, how many of us know that that's not always the case? It's not always the case, amen. We don't always, you know, live and walk in expectation, amen, knowing that God is working it out. Amen, for my good. Because I love him. Amen. And he's a keeper of his word. Isn't that right? I, I believe it to be true because I've experienced it in my life. Amen. When, when things were crazy, amen, and when, when situations and circumstances, not just once, twice, or a few times, but we know that it, if it had not been for God, only God could turn this situation around. Only God could fix this, this, this mess in the marriage. Only God, amen. You know, so, so I think about, you know, those times when God showed up, Amen. Unexpectedly, you know, but even though we're praying, sometimes, don't you know, we pray and we really don't expect an answer. Amen. Uh, am I talking to anybody? Sometimes we pray, but we really, we, we praying because we know we're supposed to. And we kind of believe in it, but our expectation is not matching our prayer. Amen. And, and, and God still has a way of showing up anyway. Amen. But see, just imagine if we approached all our prayers with a belief and an expectation. What could he do then? Because we're operating in faith. You know, not just hope. Hope is good now. 
Hope is the evidence of things not seen. I mean, that, you know, as we, we think about now our faith, so we stand on those things, we got to have a hope. But it's better to go beyond just hoping. Amen. To operating in faith. So we're going to continue. Last week we, we wrapped things up last Sunday, amen, as we were talking about the words that the Apostle Paul was speaking to his spiritual son Timothy in the faith. You know, we were looking at that in Timothy, amen. He had told Timothy, amen, to what? Stir up the gifts that's within him. Amen. And we say, I said, we're going to deal with that gift this week. Amen. So we're going we're gonna to deal with that. But I want to just to start off just going back to Second Timothy again real quick. Amen. Because, you know, he told him, amen, the stir up the, he, God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of, the, but of power and of love. And of what? A sound mind. Now let's, let's look at what it says, amen, in, in 2 Timothy 1 and 7. And I'm, I want to read it from the scripture. We just quoted it, but I want to read it because I, I really want this to sink in, amen. It, it says, for God hath not given us the spirit, say spirit, spirit. of fear. Yes. But he goes on to say, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Now notice. He didn't say, you know, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. There's a small word in there before each one of those that sometimes we miss. He said, but he hasn't given us the spirit of fear, but of power. The spirit of power. The spirit of love. The spirit of a sound mind. That's powerful to me. Amen. Because you know, sometimes people got a sound mind, but do they have the spirit of a sound mind? Come on, come on. How they operate in the spirit of power. Are we operating in the spirit of love? That takes it to a whole nother level. Because when you're doing it that way, you know you're not doing it on your own. You got some help on board, right? So, so I can love more than I would be able to do by myself. I can, I can deal with folks that I couldn't handle by myself because I got the spirit of love. Amen. That helps me go beyond my limitations, my abilities, or even my want to sometimes. Hello. But this is how it says it in the NIV. He says, for God has not given us, I mean, God gave us does not make us timid. Anybody ever been a, tim a, 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 a timid saint? Come on now. Operating in timidity, which is what? That's being fearful. But it said he hasn't, it doesn't make us timid, but gives us power, love, and, watch how he says this one, self-discipline. I mean, with this this, with this spirit, you can handle yourself. I say, with this spirit, amen, you can keep yourself under control. How many of us have ever been a, a saint out of control? <laughs> I know they're in the room. They're in the room. Oh, yeah, they're in the room. I've witnessed some of them. They're in the room. Oh, 
yes, indeed. You, you, you didn't stop being a child of God just because you lost control for a minute, okay? Come on, come on. Say, so they, say, say it with me. We in the room. Okay, amen. Now, look how it says that same verse in the Amplified Bible. I'm driving this home because I wanted to know the spirit that we have on board. We're talking about, you know, being have, able to have the freedom of a kingdom perspective. We didn't know how that works. So we, we got something on board, but look what it says in the Amplified. For God did not give us the spirit of timidity or cowardice or craving and cringing and fawning fear. Wow. But he has given us a spirit of power and of love and of calm, well-balanced mind. Anybody who? So there should be no crazy saints. Right? He said a well-balanced mind and disciplined and self-control. So when you got this spirit on board, you shouldn't have the I can't help it. Because that spirit's on board to help you. To help it. On your own, you got needs. But that spirit on board helps you to curve that appetite. And walk in the way that God wants us to walk. See, so you can be free from sin. But if we are operating on our own, let's know we're not going to be free from sin. We're going to be struggling with sin. But see, you know, think about that for a minute. Struggling with sin. Struggling with sin. Like you wrestling with something. And it, 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 it beats you. You know, I used to struggle with my brothers, amen, we, you know, and it just depended on who had the stamina or who had the best moves, amen. But see, when we're talking about dealing with sin or struggling with, we shouldn't be struggling with stuff. We, we should just call on the name of the Lord. Huh? Call on the name of the Lord. Just tell somebody next year, next time, call on the name of the Lord. Hmm? Huh? See? See, see, we be a we we. I'm gonna use some bad English here. We be a people without excuse if we got this spirit on board. Isn't that right? So, so we shouldn't be the ones having this struggle. We need to understand, Amen. Now, you might say, "Well, what's this spirit you're talking about, Apostle? What's this spirit, Amen, or the promise of these? It's the promise that He gave His His disciples. It's the gift, Amen, from on high. We're talking about the Holy Ghost." Amen. If you got the Holy Ghost on board, you got power. You got a spirit that has soundness of mind and wants to lead God and direct you. If you got the Holy Ghost, amen, certain things won't come out your mouth. <laughs> certain lies of the enemy will be cast down. Hello, you got, I mean, so we, but we got to learn how to what? Yield to the Holy Ghost. See, the Holy Ghost ain't going to make you do nothing. Uh, no, he didn't, come, he didn't come to take over. He came to lead, guide, and direct. He came to empower you to do the right thing. Amen. He's, but he's not going to make you. He's not going to just take control of your body or take control over your tongue. You got to learn how to hear what the Spirit is saying. Let he that has an ear, what? Hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Who's the church? We are. Even when we walk out this door, we're still the church. And the Spirit is still speaking to the church. When you want to cuss your husband out, the spirit is speaking to the church. 
Huh? Oh, see, I was Lord. See, see y'all, y'all don't want to get with me in some of them places because you, you, you still want to be free to be you. But he wants you to be free to, to represent him. Amen. Even at home, you can't just go in and let your hair down. Come on now. You got, you got to still represent Christ. Huh? And so, so when we talk about this gift, let's, let's read over in the second book of, now we, we talked about that last week, but we're going to go to the first chapter of Acts. Because in the second chapter of Acts, we talked about how that he said, you know, that he would give them the gift of the Holy Spirit, right? Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost. But, we, but here, look what he says over here in Acts 1, starting at verse number 6 through 9. And when they were come together... They asked him, saying, Lord, wilt thou at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? Now, see, the, the disciples, they're wondering, when, when is this thing going to come together? When is it going to culminate? We've been doing this for three and a half years, and, and we're still under the, the rule uh, of the Romans, and, and, you know, we still don't have the, the kingdom of Israel restored yet. So they're, they're looking at an earthly kingdom. Amen. And he said unto them, it is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father hath put in his own power. See, he's saying that's all in God's hands. That's up to God. He's still making them look up. But look what he says in, eighth, in the eighth verse. But ye shall receive power. Everybody say power. power. After that, the Holy Ghost is come upon you and you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in Judea all Judea, and in Samaria, and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. He said, now when you get the Holy Ghost, when the, when the Holy Ghost comes on you, you're going to have some power to witness. Right? You, you got power. Amen. And, and you're going to be witnesses to all these things. Amen. And the ninth verse says this, and uh, I want us to really see what's going on here. Ninth verse, he says, and when he had spoken these words, these things, while they beheld him, he was taken up. And the cloud received them out of their sight. Now this was, he had already been crucified, resurrected, came back and was showing himself to the apostles, amen, and to many people, the one scripture says, to over 500 people before he was taken back up into the cloud. And this is the last place, as it speaks of here in Acts, the last place where Christ said anything to them when he was in his physical form. His last words before his final ascension. Think about that. I just want to think, think about that for a minute. Because do you not think it's important that if the last thing I tell you before I leave because I'm turning it all over to you now, apostles, disciples. The last thing I'm going to tell you must have some weight. I'm not going to tell you, oh, I'm leaving, so make sure when you go home, give the dog some water. <laughs> no. But he, he's going to make sure his last words to you are important. And as he's telling them these things, amen, he's caught up out of their sight. Amen. So... We need to think about what he told them last. He said, receive the Holy Spirit. When you receive the Holy Spirit, you're going to be witnesses to me. That's his instruction, amen. And when we, in Matthew, he said, you know, he told them to go into all the world. 
Amen. But they still had to go to Jerusalem first to receive the Holy Spirit, to get the power to do and to be who Christ intended for, watch this, us to be. Not just them. So they, they were the forerunners. They began, amen, to do these things. And, and I want to look at it in Luke. Luke's description of this account, amen, Luke being a physician, you know, physicians are more detailed and they look at things a little bit differently. So as Luke recorded this account, amen, he said it like this in Luke 24, 36. And as they thus spake, Christ himself stood in the midst of them, and said unto them, peace be unto you. Because now they're, they're in the room. They're closed up in the room. Amen. And, and they're talking about all these things that have taken place. And, and all of a sudden, Christ disappears in the room. Because one, another scripture said, the door is being shut. And he just shows up. They think they saw a spirit or something. They got, they got, they got a, so he told them, peace be unto you. Don't, let, me, let me show you. It says in 37, he says, but they were terrified and affrighted. And suppose they had seen a spirit. Now, this is, the, now I want us to really think about this. This is the, 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 the apostles, amen, that had been with him and seen the miracles. And he told them all these things that was going to take place. He told them he was going to be crucified, all these things, amen. But this is before they received the power. This is before they got to Jerusalem. He shows up in the room, and these boys are terrified. No peace, no power, and he's got to tell them, peace be unto you. It's all right. Look, 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 look. I, I want us to think about this, because we're talking about the saints when we're not operating in our power. <laughs> terrified of what's going on in the world. Terrified about what's going on in the, on the news. Affrighted about gas prices. I mean, we, we worried about everything. Amen. Amen. And, but he goes on to say, and he said unto them, why are ye troubled? Hello? And why do thoughts arise in your hearts? Is he talking to us today? When we really don't understand the power of a kingdom perspective, there we are. There we are. We're troubled. Thoughts arising in our hearts. What am I going to do when the store shelves are bare? What am I going to do when this recession really sets in? What am I going to do when they lay me off my job? See, our trust, our confidence, our dependence is all on they. Instead of having our trust, our confidence, and our faith in he who is able to do all things. Amen. He said he wouldn't leave us or forsake us. He said he will be with us always until the end. But somehow we assign that to everybody else. And we lose our peace. But if we grab hold and believe the word of God and, and look at life from Christ's perspective, and he looked at everything from kingdom, amen, then we begin to, to operate differently. But look at verse number 39. He said, behold my hands and my feet. That it is I myself, hold me and see, for a spirit hath not flesh and bones as ye see me have. Amen. Instead of a, hold me, touch me, feel me. So after they examined him, you know, and they gave him something to eat, amen, and they, they settled down and they realized it really is him. 
You know, but then look, we drop down to verse number 44, and it said, And he said unto them, These are the words which I spoke unto you while I was yet with you, that all things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses and in the prophets and in the Psalms concerning me. He's telling them, you just seen all these things come to pass. He said, it's all good. It's working like it's supposed to. Then, I love this passage because this helps us. He said, then opened he their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. How many times do you think people read the scripture and don't even understand what they read? We're talking about his disciples. They didn't have the Bible. They had, all they had was the Old Testament scrolls. But even from there, you can preach Jesus. And he opened, he said, he opened up their understanding, not from the natural, I mean, from the natural to the spiritual so they could understand the scriptures. And now he can go a little di- bit deeper. How many of us love God to just open our understanding so we could understand the scriptures? Amen. I, and guess what? That's a part of the package deal when we allow the Holy Spirit to operate. Amen. It, it, it comes with that. But look what he says in, in verse number 46. He said, and he said unto them, thus it is written, and thus it behooved Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day, and that repentance and remission of sin should be preached in his name among all nations beginning at Jerusalem. And ye are witnesses of these things, and behold, I send the promise of my Father unto you, but tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. So he's given them clear instruction. You've just seen all these things happen, but what I need you to do right now, in other words, don't go do nothing else. I need you to go to Jerusalem and wait till you receive this power that's going to come from the Father. Amen. I can go deeper with that one, but I don't have the time. But he said, till you receive this power, amen, from on high. And then he says, he led them out as far as, as to Bethany and lifted up his hands and blessed them. And it came to pass while he blessed them, he was parted from them and carried into heaven. Wow. So Luke went much deeper, but he helps our understanding to see why it's important that we, we get to this place, amen, as we see these things that's happening. Now, now, after they did what he said, they went, they obeyed, they went to Jerusalem. Now let's see what happened. When they went to Jerusalem, Amen. Acts 2 and 38. It says, Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, what? Every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Now, see, we, we looked over there in last week in, in chapter number one, where the Holy Spirit fell on them. Right? In the upper room. And we were looking at he sent the 12, but guess what? When we read the scripture, we see there was not just 12, there was 120. Yeah. Uh, the scripture says about 120. In other words, that's, that's a tenfold increase right there, you know, that, that received the Holy Spirit. And now we're seeing that same day is taking place, and Peter has stepped out because people, they were doubting, saying, what's going on? These men are drunk. You know, because they heard him speaking in other languages, as the scriptures say, speaking in tongues. So Peter steps forth. Now he's operating in power. Amen. He's operating in, in, in the spirit of love. He's operating in the spirit of the sound mind. Because remember, Peter was fearful. Amen. Amen. 
So, so now Peter has been empowered to operate in the Holy Spirit. And he steps forth, amen, and you got men and women from every nation under heaven, amen. Now he stands and preaches the first New Testament message. And this is after the end of the message. This is the summation of his message that we just read. read. Because they, they came and after they heard it, the scriptures, they were pricked in their hearts. And they said, men and brethren, what shall we do? What should we do now? We hear this. We got it. And that's why Peter says unto them, repent. That's what you need to do. And be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And ye might. No, he didn't say ye might. He said, you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And then he goes on to say, and the promises, what? For the promises unto you and to your children and to all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. That includes us. We, we was the far off people. Amen. We was them people that the Lord is still calling to salvation. Amen. So he says that, in other words, he's letting us know the promises unto us, but if we don't embrace it, we can't step into the freedom of a kingdom perspective. And we, we can't even begin to understand what we got on board. We can't even phantom what, what it's like to be like Christ. Because remember, nothing rattled him. But it seems like, you know, sometimes everything rattles us. And we, we got to get back and get ourselves back together. Amen. I, I think about how, how Pastor Linda was preaching a couple of weeks ago, and she mentioned the, the, the lady, the mean, you know, Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit activate. You know, Holy Spirit activate when she's about to get mad, even Holy Spirit activate, you know. But that's not too far from the truth. Because you got him on board, I hope. If you don't yet have him on board, he's available. Amen. Because he said to all, not just to select few. There's folks out there to tell you what well, that was for them back then, but that's not what I read in the scripture. He said, afar off. So, so we, we need to understand when we got him on board and you feeling crazy, that's when you need to be, you know, he said, I'm near you even in your mouth. If you just call on me, your power is right here. Power to know when to shut up sometimes. Yeah. Power when to know when to walk away and get yourself together. Amen. Power. Amen. See, so, so he let them know, amen, that it's to all that are far off. So I, I, I see this. So now we see that we can and should have the Holy Spirit within us. He said, he, he told them, amen, that he didn't want to just be with them. I don't have time to go to that scripture. But he said, but he'll be in you. You know, she was talking about it's expedient for Christ to leave. He told him it's expedient for me to go because if I don't go, I, the comforter will not come. The scripture lets us know the comforter is the Holy Ghost. See, so it was time for Jesus' ministry in the flesh to be over with. So he was taken away, but the Spirit was, he was sent back in the presence and the manifestation of the Holy Spirit because in the flesh he could only be at one place at one time. He could only be with so many people. But in the spirit, he could be in all of us, no matter where we go, no matter what comes against us. He's on board. You got him on board? Yes, sir. Ask somebody next to you. You got him on board? You got him on board. Huh? Now, let me see. Ask them this question. 
Are you letting him have his way? Are you listening to him? Are you yielding to him? Next time you feel your temperature rising. Huh? Is he still on board? And he might be nudging you say, hey, I'm right here. I'm here to help. Here to help. And what we do? I got this. No, you don't got it. It got you. You just don't realize it. It's about to take you out of your kingdom perspective and to be able to operate again out of this flesh man. So he's here. Mm. <laughs> so I want to ask you this question because we, we're talking about this kingdom perspective. Where is the kingdom? Where, 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 where is this kingdom that we're speaking of? Amen. We've been talking about, you know, to have a kingdom perspective. Amen. We've got to understand where the kingdom is. Now, we know we should have the Holy Spirit on board. And let me, let me say it like this. Anywhere the Spirit of God is, the kingdom is. Because the Spirit of God only operates from the kingdom perspective. See, when you want to go do your own thing, you operating on your own. But when you yield to the Holy Spirit and you do it his way, now you're operating with the kingdom perspective. I'm going to love them even though they slap me. You know, we talked about that one last week, okay? Do good to them that what? So we, we should have that on board. Okay? But, but I'm, I'm looking at this, the kingdom, this kingdom thing, amen? Let's look for the kingdom. Man, let's look what Jesus said when, when, when the Pharisees came and they were pressing upon him in, in, in Luke 17, 20 and 21. All right, we good. But it says here in, in, the, in the 20th verse, he said, and when he was demanded of the Pharisees where the kingdom of God, or when, excuse me, the kingdom of God should come, he answered them and said, the kingdom of God cometh not with observation, neither shall they say low here or low there, for behold, watch these words, the kingdom of God is within you. He said, it's not over there. It's not coming over here. He, he, he said, the kingdom of God, let's look at that one in the, in the message Bible. I like to use different versions to try to help us to get a deeper grasp of what he's saying. In the message, he said this, Jesus grilled by the Pharisees on when the kingdom of God would come now, see, the reason they're doing this is because they're hoping he would say something that they can hold against him, that they can accuse him, amen. But Jesus was way too smart for these fellas, amen. And he, asked, he said, he answered, the kingdom of God doesn't come by counting the days of the calendar, nor when somebody says, look here, or there it is, and why? Because God's kingdom is already among you. Now, he said, now one thing, one say he's in you. The other one said he's among you. Now, let's see how it says it in the Amplified. Asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, he replied to them by saying, the kingdom of God does not come with signs to be observed or with visible display, nor with people saying, look, here it is, or see, it is here. 
For behold, the kingdom of God is within you, in your hearts, and among you, surrounding you. In other words, you can't get away from it. It's all around us. It's in us. That kingdom. So how come we have such a hard time? Now, I've shown you the Holy Spirit. And now I've shown you where the kingdom is. And if we could put the two together, we should have no problems in this natural world. Right? We should, we should be able to look at any situation and be ready to overcome it in a way that brings honor and glory to God. Because we're not trusting in the natural. We're not even this natural flesh that we live in. Amen. But oftentimes our feelings, our emotions, our natural perspective gets us off course. Let's be real. It gets us off course. Okay. So, but we want to translate, amen, because we want to get to a place, amen, that we're operating like Christ wants us to operate. And we can be free, amen, from all this other stuff that, that has a tendency to get us off course. Amen. And, and, and come to steal your peace, come to steal your joy. Amen. It, it, it comes, the Bible tells us that the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Isn't that right? Amen. And he's still on his job. He's been at it since before Christ came. Amen. And, and we're new at this thing. Even if you, you're the senior of seniors, you're still new at the, compared to how long he's been at it. So we need God's help on board because we are no match for the cunning, deceptive adversary that we have. But I want us to take note, amen, of, of one thing here. As we look at this, the, the Spirit of God, the Lord, amen. He was speaking, not to his disciples, when he said the Spirit of God is within you. That we could receive. That we could understand. But he's speaking to the Pharisees. These are the guys that didn't like him. In fact, I could go so far as to say hated him. Amen. They, they, they didn't believe his teaching. Okay? And, and, and ultimately, they're the ones that drove the impetus to have him crucified. So you can say they didn't like him so much they killed him, but he's telling them that the Spirit of God is in them. I mean, the kingdom, excuse me. The kingdom of God is in there. How can that be? Hmm. How could these things be? Things that make you go, hmm. right? How can this thing be? As he's telling them these things, amen, that this kingdom is in you. But I want us to think about it for a minute, amen, because God is so good that he makes it available to everybody. The kingdom access, keyword access is available there's something about what's in us that sometimes we don't even know what's in us right there are things in your natural body amen that lay dormant for years amen things that are set off by your biological clock that at a certain age they kick in or it was always there. It was always, you know, available, but it wasn't time yet. Amen. There, there, there's predispositions that are in our body, amen, in, in our, this flesh, amen, that as long as we stay away from certain substances, that thing won't rise up. Thank you. 
But the minute we start tipping and dipping, we done woke something up that's been laying dormant for years. And all of a sudden now is taking control of our life. See, so we need to understand, you don't know everything that's in you. So when he said the kingdom of God is within you, Jesus knew what he was talking about. And he, he, he wasn't, you know, just playing with their minds. Because I, I like how it says, in you and it's all around you, amen, because God created all of this stuff. You know, even though we see, the Bible says that, you know, the, the devil is the what? The prince of the power of the air. In other words, he's been given this domain. But don't you know the prince has a king? So he really don't have the final say-so because he's got to answer to the king of kings and the Lord of lords. No, let me get on, on, on that, amen. But just letting you know that he don't have the final say in this kingdom, he's been giving freedom to reign and to do what he does for a season, right? But he still got <laughs> a king, amen. See, somebody say, Holy Spirit, activate. We need it to activate because we have the kingdom on board, amen. But see, the only way that we can enter into the kingdom of God and operate according to the kingdom of God is to have the Holy Spirit activated in our lives. Because once we allow the Holy Spirit, to, remember what I said earlier? Wherever the Holy Spirit is, the kingdom is. So when we allow the Holy Spirit to come on board and activate the kingdom that's within us, we begin to see things from a whole different perspective. But we got to be willing to yield, amen, and allow God as the Holy Spirit to lead us and guide us and direct us to give us our understanding to cause us to see things like he sees things to respond according to his word amen and that, to operate according to his agenda and not ours remember when we came to Christ we said I gave my life to you and the scripture says okay your life is no more your own you're bought with a price right but don't you know we try hard to retain ownership Come on now, this is my life. I do me. Well, when did you become an Indian giver? You know how kids usually they give you something, then turn around and take it right back. They really didn't give it to you. That's how a lot of times we treat God. But if you were really just give it to him and, and allow him to give you the Holy Spirit, amen, and notice I say give, you don't have to beg for it. You don't have to plead for it. Amen. But when it comes, amen, you know it's come. And if you learn to yield to the Holy Spirit, this Holy Spirit will teach you and lead you and guide you in how to operate in this new kingdom that you're now a part of. Amen. Oh, let me help you. See, see, I, I believe just like those old predispositions and those things that lay dormant in us. Amen. <laughs> I believe that the Holy Spirit is in a sense a part of our, our, our die you know, our, our, our DNA. You know, everything about you is in that DNA. And who created the DNA? God. Just like he created a, a, another molecule in our body, amen, that, that holds all the cells together. 
Every cell in your body is held together by this, this one little molecule. I think it's called lemonin, something like that. But when they look at this molecule that holds you together, without it, your body would literally fall apart. But when they look at this molecule under the microscope, it has the shape of a cross. Oh, yeah. So when you look at this, the cross is holding it all together. So, so when we look at this, this DNA, let me, let me show you what I mean by you have to have the Holy Spirit to activate. And then I'm going to be done. I'm trying, I'm trying to get there. Amen. But let's go to John, the third chapter. When Jesus was talking to Nicodemus, he was one of the, the rulers of the Jews. He, the Bible said he was a Pharisee. Amen. He said he came to Jesus by night. You know, and then Nick at night. That's right. And he said, but he came by night and he said to Jesus, we know that you're, you, you come from God because no man can do the miracles that you do except God be with him. You know, and, and, but then look how the conversation went. When he said that, Jesus answered him and said, Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see, say see, he cannot see the kingdom of God. He can't even see it. In other words, it's no way in your view. You, you, it just don't make no sense, okay? Nicodemus said unto him, how can a man be born when he's old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? So he's talking, he's thinking naturally, right? Jesus answered, verily, verily, I say unto thee. Now watch how Jesus switches it up. I said unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Now first he said, unless he's born again, he can't see it. Then he, he said the second time, Unless he's born of the water, in other words, water baptism, not, not the watery birth, that's Nicodemus' thinking. But he's talking about the water baptism and born of the Spirit, in other words, baptized by the Holy Spirit. He said he can't even enter into. Uh, he might be able to see it, but he don't have the power. See, when, when, you know, and I, I say this with all humility. And not throwing rocks, but a lot of people have been born again, been baptized. Amen. And now they can see the kingdom of God. They can see, you know, God's way of doing things. But they haven't been baptized with the Holy Spirit, which gives you the power to enter into not just seeing it, but doing it whole nother level the Holy Spirit empowers us to do it there's a lot of saints a lot of God loving people who are saved trying to do it just by understanding but without the power that comes with the Holy Spirit to unlock in them the ability to do what the scripture said we can do you know we see Nike they say just do it but you can't just do it without the Holy Ghost because uh, how many of us know there's things that come upon us that we definitely need the Holy Ghost to deal with. Amen. Amen. Without the Holy Ghost, we fail. Because I, I know without the Holy Ghost, I failed. But once the Holy Ghost came on board, ooh, you know how sometimes the preacher said, I, I feel my help coming? 
That's for all of us, amen. We, we got some help on board, amen, when we allow the Holy Spirit to come in and do what it has to do, amen, helps us to do, amen. But then look what he says in the sixth verse after he says that. He said, that which is born of flesh is flesh, and that which is born of spirit is spirit. See, you can only be born of the spirit by God's help. All of us were born of the flesh. But he said, that which is born of flesh is flesh, and that which is born of spirit is Marvel not that I say unto you, you must be born again. Say, the wind bloweth where it listeth, and we hear the sound thereof, but canst not tell from whence it, <laughs> whence it cometh, and whether it goeth. So is everyone that is born of the Spirit. You can't see it. They can't understand it. But it's working. It's happening. Because we've yielded to it. We've allowed him to come on board. We said, Lord, lead me. Lord, guide me. Lord, direct me. Amen. Help me to be who you call me to be. Amen. In the Amplified, it says, Jesus said unto him, Assure, I assure you most solemnly, I tell you that unless a person is born again, anew from above, he cannot see how, I mean, he cannot see, know, be acquainted with, and experience the kingdom of God. And then in verse number five, after he asked him about <laughs> the mother's womb, Jesus said it like this. Jesus answered, surely you must solemnly, I must solemnly I tell you, unless a man is born of water and even the spirit, he cannot ever enter the kingdom of God. Wow. Now that's pretty strong. In other words, like I said last week, the kingdom of God is, is, is God's way of doing things, God's perspective on things, God's response to things. Amen. And see, we can't even begin to do it like God. In other words, let me just simplify it by saying this. We can't even become like Jesus without his spirit on board. We can try based on our, our knowledge. And you might, we got to get some things right, but when you got... The spirit of God operating in you and you yielded to it and you surrendered to it. Amen. When temptations come, it don't even bother you no more. Because why? You're not depending on your strength to resist, but you're depending on the Holy Spirit to empower you to walk away. See, so we got we to get to this place, saints, that we understand, amen, that we can operate in this freedom from all this stuff that comes to put pressure on us. All these things that come to, 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 to get us all messed up and befuddled in life. Amen. If we just understand we got something that the world does not have. And once we really understand that, we're trying to get it to them. We're trying to help them. This is how you, this is what you need. This is what helped me because I'm no better than you. I just got something on board more than you. And I want to show you how to get there. See, that's when we can be the light. That's when, you know, we no longer have to have to struggle or defend ourselves or, or do all these different things because the Holy Spirit is already on the case, working it out for your good. That's why I, I loved her testimony. Just don't worry about it. Holy Spirit got it. See, we just make that shift. But one thing I, I love, amen, is because Sarita demonstrated it in that testimony. We've got to stop, even with the Holy Spirit on board. And make the decision. And, and, and what am I saying? You can just go off and do it your own way. Don't stop. 
Don't pause. Don't pray. Don't consult with the, the power on board. But yield to the flesh that wants you to get out of control. Amen. And next thing you know, you done made a mess of things. But if you just say, hold it, let me pray. Y'all know my mantra. I say it all the time. Keep me near the cross. Right? Because I, I, I know if I stray too far away, this boy is a mess. But with the Holy Spirit on board to order the steps of a good man. Ain't got any good men and women in here? Amen. Amen. To be that light unto your path. Amen. To show you the way to go. To keep you out of darkness. Amen. And, and, and when you do it his way, amen, there's going to be glory. There's going to be victory. Amen. The outcome is not going to be according to what you think, but it's going to be according to what he says. That's what we can hold on to. That's, that's where we got to hang our hats, saying. Galatians 5 and 1 says, stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free. How did he make us free? He died for us. Amen. And he sent the Holy Spirit so he could be on board to set us free from all this while we finished our course in the earth. Amen. So he said, don't, 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 don't go there. He said, where Christ has made us free and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. People are bound up and they don't even know it. They tangled up, amen, with the bondages of the world, amen, that are pulling them from Christ, amen, and they, they think they're free, but when the time comes, it's not going to be so good. Hallelujah. I'm going to wrap it up after this one. I got, I got to. I know I got more and more, but I got to wrap it up right here. Amen. But in James 22, James chapter 1, verse 22 to 25. This is the key. It says, but be ye doers of the word. How many of us got word on board? We got a lot of word on board. Amen. We, 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 we got enough word on board. Amen. To, to evangelize the world. But he said, be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. For if any man, if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer. He is like unto a man beholding his natural face in the glass, for he beholdeth himself and goeth his way and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. In other words, we know the word, but we forget, we walk away from it and don't even apply it. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty, liberty is what? Freedom. Right? The perfect law of the... Now, now, now I want to see two, two words there that I don't want to just gloss over. He said the perfect. Ain't too many things perfect. But God made this one. And he said it's a law. In other words, this is a natural law. This is the way it operates. You can't... So it's a perfect law of freedom. Who wouldn't want that? That if we just do it his way, it'll work every time because it's perfect. God's response is perfect. What God tells you to do, even though it don't make sense to you sometime and the people around you, it's perfect. It's the perfect response. It's the perfect answer. 
It's the perfect time to shut up. It's the perfect time to forgive. It's the perfect time, amen, to lay down and get yourself out the way. See, see so we're looking at the perfect law of liberty and committeth therein. See, you got to commit to it. Help us, Lord. And, and I'm sorry, I mean, he said, and continueth therein. In other words, you got to go all the way. You don't go part way and stop. But you got to go all the way. Continue therein. He being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. Uh-oh. Now, it would have been easy if I, that, that, maybe they misspelled that. That should have said doer of the word. Because when you put work onto it, that means you got to do some work. Because if you don't work it, it don't work. Right? So it said be a doer of the work. You mean I got to work this in my marriage? I got to work this with my kids? I got to work this on the job with them people that get on my nerves? I got to work this in the church with them crazy saints? I got to. Yes. You got to work it. Don't worry about them. You want the perfect law of liberty? You work it. You love them. You forgive them. You bless them. You love on them. You do it. You do. Stop assigning it to everybody else. You do it. He said, we got to do the work. He said, this man shall be blessed in his deeds, and we all like a blessing from God. I, I, I you know, we don't need to answer that. We, we, but see, if we would just do it, even though it don't make sense, he said, you're going to be blessed. Now he said, you know, when brethren dwell together in what? Unity. There God commands the blessing. I believe when you work the word of God, according to what we just read, he commands a blessing on you. Because you went against your flesh, against your feelings, against your emotions, against what makes sense to the natural man, against what your friend told you, against what the counselor said, you went ag- you, and you did what God said. And he said, you're going to be blessed because you did it his way. Oh, my God. What time is it? Oh, okay, 12, yeah, 12, 13, I got to quit. But there's so much more that I want us to get that's available to us. If we would just believe it, receive it, and apply it, you could, it will change, I'm telling you, It'll change your entire perspective of the world we live in and the life that we're called to live now. It would change it. Things wouldn't, things that, you know, if I could say, let me close this because I might try to go back. But but you'd be like that duck with the troubles just rolling off your back. Like it don't even penetrate no more. It doesn't change anymore because I know who I am because I know who he said I am and I know it's going to be all right. Not because I said it's going to be all right, but it's because he said it's going to be all right and I can stand on his word even better than I can stand on mine because I've failed myself, but God has never failed me. 
never failed me. So help me to get out of my fickled mind. And what he said, let this what? Mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. You can't get to that mind on your own. You need the Holy Spirit to help you. You need the Holy Spirit to come on board so we can not just see, but we can operate. We can enter into the kingdom of God now. Amen. Because he let us know it's, it's in us and it's all around us. Let's stand. We have the greatest thing available to us in the known universe. And that's the word of God and his spirit to help us to navigate this life, which has always got something to try to trip us up, always got something to try to get us off course. And the minute we take our mind off him, if the minute we stop thinking or, or looking at things from a spiritual perspective, it all has a tendency to flood on in and try to forget you to remember, to forget rather, what manner of man you are. And when we don't catch ourselves, don't start. When we don't catch ourselves, when we don't, we, we, we don't recircle the horses and the, the wagons and say, no, I got to pray. I got to pray. Amen. Because trouble is knocking on my door. Trouble trying to come in. Amen. And I, 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 I can't fight this on my own. I can't do it by myself. But I know a man that I can call on and he'll help me. In the times of trouble, I got him on board. Do you have him on board? Because if you don't have him on board, he, he's, he's available to you. I said, he's available to you, man. He, he wants to come in, and, and as he said in his word, he wants to come in and dwell with you. He's knocking. He's knocking at the door. Let me in. Let me in. Let me in. Watch, watch what I do. Watch, watch, watch what I do. If you just let me in, he's available. I said it again. He's available. Some of us, a lot of us, he's available already on the inside. But, but we got to let him out. We got to let him out. We got to let him out. We got him, we got him sequestered. We, we, we got him on punishment. He, he, we sent him to his room. We got to let him out. And like I said, he's not, he's not going to force. He said, I stand at the door. And if any man opened the door, he said, I'll come in and I'll suck with him. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you right now, God, for your word, for your goodness. We thank you, God, for the Holy Spirit. Father, we thank you for your love towards us. Lord, your desire, hallelujah, to help us. Lord, to, to, to be who you've designed us to be. To help us, Lord, to be in relationship with you. God, to be able to be the light and the salt. Help us to lay hold of your word in such a way, God, that we can, we can see the promises even now in this present world, in this present life, activating in our daily living, God. Lord, that we can lay aside those things that would try to separate us, those things that our flesh and even the world has told us is, is not necessary. God, help us to lay hold, Lord. Help me to be willing to do even more for your glory. Help us, Lord Jesus, 
Help us, Lord Jesus. Help us right now, Lord, to, to clear our hearts, to clear our thoughts, the battle that's going on in our mind. Lord, to take over the rest, God, help us in the name of Jesus. Lord, that we can be set free from all that static, all the noise of this world, all the stuff, God, that wants to cause us to turn, Lord, and keep, take our feet off of the narrow path. Help us, Lord, to trust you, even if we got to take one step at a time, to trust you, that you know the way. See, we don't know the way, God, but, but you know the way, Lord, and you said that you would lead us and you would guide us. And we need that, Lord. Otherwise, we are lost. Like a child dropped in the forest, God, we are lost. We don't know which way to go, which way to turn. But with your help, <laughs> with your help, Lord, you are able to make it all crystal clear. You're able to lead us and guide us so much so, Lord, that we can reach out and we can reach down and help somebody else, Lord, and point them to you, our Lord, our Savior, our Deliverer, Lord, from this struggle called life. We thank you, God. We thank you. We pray, God. I, I, I pray, Lord, for the Holy Spirit to move in the lives of each and every one of us, God. I pray for those who have not allowed or, or had the opportunity to allow you to fill them, not just be with them, but in them, God, that there will be an outpouring in their lives. Lord, that they can not just only see, but they can enter into your way of doing things. Lord, to have a, uh, the freedom of a kingdom perspective, God, that they would see things completely different. They would see things as you see them. Lord, therefore, they would respond in a way out of love and not frustration. They would respond in a way to be a help and not a hindrance. They would respond in a way, God, to lift up and not push down. Because your Holy Spirit is on board. Help us, Lord. That sometimes we would even be, be required to suffer wrong for righteousness' sake. That you get the glory. See, there's nothing they can do to us when we're operating in you, God, that, that, that we're going to end up with the short end of the stick. Because you said you would work it out. I love how the, your, your servant David said that he's never seen the righteous forsaken or his seed baked bread. And I declare that over your people, God. I declare that over our lives, God, is as we strive, hallelujah, with your help to walk in the perfect law of liberty, to walk, Lord, in, in accordance to your word, God, that you would continue to allow your blessing to be upon our deeds because they are done to bring glory and honor to you, God, as we represent you in the earth. We thank you. We praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if there's anyone here that hasn't, hasn't given their life to Christ, amen, or maybe you need to recommit yourself, I invite you to come because that's how we get there is by getting connected 